Well, she's sure screaming hard pretty loud. That's the uh, Chinese girl, the Chinese uh, curling girl, uh, who uh, makes up one half of the uh, the mixed doubles that's been going on today. I've been watching it. And uh, she seems to scream hard in English, but everything else is in Chinese. Anyway, it's uh, Thursday already, February 3rd, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky, and if I sound a little quieter, it's because, yeah, I'm a little, um, my back hurts. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned yesterday that I threw out my back while I was working out yesterday morning, and it is better than it was yesterday. Um, during the night, actually, I felt it pop twice, like, uh, I rolled over and went pop, pop, but, uh, yeah, I think this is, uh, I'm, I don't want to say it's a herniated disc, uh, but, uh, feeling the lower spinal cord, like the lumbar area, yeah, it's a bit tender to the touch, um, the only thing is that I don't have, like, any shooting pains anywhere, so, like, I don't have any other, uh, pains anywhere else. Uh, so I do sort of think that it's a strained muscle uh, or some sort of spasm that happened. I wonder if I had maybe rounded my back just a little, maybe a little too much while doing my kettlebell swings, because uh, I was using two of them at the same time. So I wonder if that sort of did it uh, and did me in. But uh, yeah, so today I spent the day uh, doing some, woke up, did like some mobility stuff as much as I could do. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just basically walking and stretching and icing my lower back, making sure that uh, I was alternating sort of um, positions as well, like sitting in different areas. So yeah, it's kind of, it's disappointing actually. I didn't think that this was going to, uh, you know, make up the, the better portion of my spring festival week off. But uh, yeah, I hope it sort of gets better. I will try to get up tomorrow and do another workout. Uh, at least, um, you know, go through the motions. I might not have to go as hard, uh, but I do want to keep active. It's not like I don't want to be uh, just lying down because I actually I, I don't like just lying down doing nothing. It's very difficult for me to do that. I find it very difficult to sit still. As I'm sure if uh, you've ever been out with me, it's like I'm always fidgeting. It's just one of these things I, I have always done. Uh, I don't know exactly why, but yeah. So I like to do move. I like to move around. Uh, and sitting down for any length of time is kind of kind of difficult. That being the case, uh, I was still very productive today uh, as I was able to get a few things. Uh, I mentioned I'm sort of taking February off. Um, I was supposed to record a couple of podcasts this week. Uh, things didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. That's that's fine. Uh, we still have we can still schedule things later on, and uh, but. I got some other things organized with the website. I realized that I actually hadn't posted one of the December drumming tracks, uh, December 26th. I had missed that. I didn't post that to uh, the anchor.fm feed, uh, even though it was on my website. Uh, so I updated all that. I uh, got those done. Updated uh, the audio blogs section again. Created a, an archive uh, for the month of January. And then also uh, finished up the... Uh, uh, sort of the cleanup of the December drumming tracks. I also spent the day, and this was actually took up more than more time than I wanted to, uh, fixing the meta tags, or rather labeling, the wave files for my December drumming tracks. And I was looking for a meta tag um, editor, 
something where I could batch process, batch edit uh, the uh, the ID three or the what you'd call like uh, the uh, meta tag information, the meta information that is that's embedded inside of audio files or video files. And just that's like all the stuff, like the display information, basically. So it's like the artist, album title, track number, things like that. I was trying to update that other than just relying on the title itself. Well, I didn't find anything good. I used Audacity to re-export everything. Uh, but as a result, it took a lot longer than if I had uh, one single program. And I thought iTunes would do it, but iTunes didn't. It didn't remember it for some reason. I'm not sure if I, uh, like even after I pressed OK, it wouldn't remember the information that I had put in for that track the next time I opened the track. So it wasn't uh, hard coding it or burning it into the track. So it was a little bit of annoying. That being the case, even when I had modified the meta tags with Audacity, it would show through the preview function on my Mac but it wouldn't show up in iTunes. So the only thing that showed up was the title of the track. So I'm not sure what exactly I'm doing wrong here. Uh, I did come across one meta tag editor, KID3, K-I-D-3. Um, so K-I-D-3 editor, uh, and it's free open source. Apparently it's supposed to be pretty good. It um, was recommended on a few different sites. So I'll try that another time. Uh, tomorrow, actually, probably with uh, when I'm trying to go through the uh, January tracks uh, to fix those up and just make them all sort of um, cohesive. And this is like I'm dealing with the wa uh, the wave files this time, not the MP3s. The MP3s uh, seem to be coded properly. Uh, it's the waves that aren't uh, displaying the information that I want them to display. And so once I get all this done, the idea is to pop this up on Bandcamp, which I've decided that I'm going to host uh, the complete album there. Whether or not it's, I'm pretty sure if I if it's not free, then it's going to be like five bucks or something, you know, for my efforts. Uh, but uh, certainly, I'm not going to be looking to charge very much for this because I realize, uh, like some of them, I think even contain like the the Google Translate track uh, contains voices that I that aren't mine, um, and there's a few others that it's like, well, you know what, I'll just probably give away some of them. So uh, the vast majority are mine. Uh, for sure. It's just maybe offer a few of them for free, free downloads or whatever. And uh, that way it uh, sort of makes it a lot easier on everybody involved in the uh, the post-production process. Should have that up sometime this, I want to say this weekend. Uh, I want to get it done just because, you know, it'd be nice to have it done out of the way. And then when I do the live stream, uh, I'm not sure. I will I was thinking about doing it this weekend, uh, and I'll tell you, I was actually not even, I was just going to kind of do it and then tell people about it because uh, I don't know if it's going to work, to tell you the truth. It might actually not work, so I don't want that to fail too horribly, but at the same time, I do want to do a commentary track, um, and I want to try this, uh, this sort of methodology out. Uh, the way it would work is that if you downloaded the album or you purchased a quote-unquote ticket, to the live stream, then you would get the album uh, as an additional benefit sort of thing. So I, I might do it that way. Uh, I'm not marketing it too much, so I'm not expecting a huge crowd at all, to tell you the truth. It's more, I just want to see how this thing sort of works out. So I'd want to do that for December drumming. 
uh, and then also for January. Uh, whether I would do it for something like, uh, uh, what do you call it, Me Make Your Movie, I think that might be better served on YouTube or another video hosting platform rather than um, foisting that upon. An Bandcamp is primarily for uh, musicians and music and like fans of the music. Uh, so I wouldn't want to disturb that, uh, you know, upend that sort of um, that that style, that feature with something that's more video based, which is what the uh, may you make your movie stuff is. Aside from uh, that sort of production, uh, I spent some time working on Chinese, not as much. Uh, I want to give myself a little bit of a break today also because I was icing my back, but uh, I went through the Russian grammar book that I have that's written in Chinese uh, and I was first of all kind of impressed that I could read more of the Chinese than I thought I could but if I didn't understand the Russian often I could understand the Chinese so and, and this was the purpose of me getting this book was to do this dual language like studying two languages at one time two birds with one stone um, and uh Although I've been meaning to pick up Russian classes again, Russian studies, finding time for it and making sure I can dedicate the time to actually uh, learn something that is, uh, it's very much on my mind that I want to be able to uh, uh, dedicate the, enough time to it. With this way, if I'm reading about the Russian language in Chinese, uh, again, like the, the Chinese that's being used is going to be uh, that sort of teacher Chinese, like that instructional uh, language that I was talking about with the HSK-5 books. So it's similar to that. So it's using sim like very similar uh, um, words, like your like adjective, nouns, your classifiers, or your, your measure words, and things like that. And so that makes it a little bit easier to navigate the system, but... Of course, the deeper explanations of the finer points of Russian grammar. Uh, I mean, it's great to, for an overview, but I wouldn't. I'm not sure if I'd rely on this textbook for this for that. I'd, I'd go to an English version. That being the case, I do see where I can be looking at the Russian word or the Chinese word, and then figuring out like learning the word in the other language that I don't know. So. Uh, it's, I don't think it's, it's not a waste of money. I mean, it was only 10 bucks, although I saw it on sale for, you know, uh, I bought it for 60 quiet, and I think I saw it on sale today for 36 quiet, but whatever. Not a waste of money. I don't think it's just a, um, a, a you know, a doorstop. This is something that I could probably sit down with uh, at least once a week and go through on my own time and just uh, read through different portions of the Russian grammar while also picking up on the uh, Chinese uh, vocabulary as well. So I'm looking forward to doing that. The other thing I was reading today uh, that I managed to get some time to finally do, and I was, this has sort of been a very nice luxury of not having to, uh, not feeling obligated to create and publish something uh, every day. It's, uh, I was reading my books that I got. So I was reading, I, I basically read three or four different books, but the one that sort of kept my attention most of all was this uh, J.P. Getty book. Again, I've been going back to this one. He talks a lot about management, about how, uh, you know, 
a lot of times some companies that want to be successful um, don't communicate to their managers enough that uh, like to, to involve the employees in the in the discussion of what's going on. And I don't want that to be misconstrued as something of me being critical to any company. It's I look at it going, if I wanted to work run my own company, how would I want to be working, conducting myself as a manager so that people would want to work with me or for me in some capacity, right? Uh, especially as we're going into, as we are very much in a gig economy, I mean, I guess the one question is, are those people skills as important? One of the quotes that uh, he he says uh, that uh, is that um, like management basically. I gotta read this. Let's see. It um, doesn't matter how much this uh, like the manager knows or uh, experience they have. If he's unable to achieve any results through people, then he's worthless as an executive. And this actually follows one of the other comments about uh, another quote from the Michio Kaku book where, where Max Planck is talking to uh, Albert Einstein and he says like you know a new truth doesn't triumph uh, by convincing the impo- opponents today it's that the truth stays around and the opponents die out and a new generation grows up just sort of accepting it and so this has me forward thinking here looking forward going well what do we sort of accept today as being a truth that could change within the next generation. Couple that with the managerial thing. It's like, okay, but if we're in a gig economy, and if we are uh, in the situation where it's like, can we manage companies at the way the way that they were managed before? Is it the same way? I mean, we're much more global. We're much more um, interconnected than we've ever been before. I mean, how much does a reputation, is it the reputation of the employees or is it the reputation of, um, the founder or the, the main operative of the company. And I think, again, you know, for all of the online businesses there are, I mean, at what point are they, are, do they have to be concerned about the gig workers they are hiring? Okay, that's sort of where I'm going with this, is that in a gig economy, with the flexibility of being able to work anywhere in the world and doing a lot of jobs uh, and working for yourself in a lot of capacities, but you're hiring other people to do certain bits and pieces, whether it's graphic design, editing, content production, uh, or accountant work or stuff like that. Like, is, Does it still come down to how you work with each individual person? Or is it do you have a process, like a standardized process, that you can fit any gig worker into the production line, have them do something, and then, uh, you know, on to the next sort of thing? Just watching this curling as well, and I see that uh, China just stole a point from Sweden. Uh, very close rock there. They're in the going into the sixth end. They only got one point, but uh, they, man- they still managed to do it. So, yeah. But uh, so that, that's sort of what I was reading uh, while I had the Olympics on all day. So uh, I've been practicing my Chinese, listening to my Chinese uh, passively all day today. It's been good so far. Um, the one disappointment. Uh, that sadly watching the the Olympics is that I'm watching the Olympics on a TV and not being in person with them. So it's like the, the Olympics have always been that sport 
that has been on TV in some time zone that you're like, what time is the game on or whatever? Uh, it's not like the NFL where it's like, you know, it varies within two or three hours uh, or like the, you know, NHL any of the, or even the European leagues, the football leagues there. I mean, it varies by six or seven hours usually, but within a manageable amount of time. Uh, but the Olympics, I mean, Tokyo was, what, 15 hours ahead of most parts of North America? Uh, Beijing is 14 hours ahead of Central, 13 hours ahead of uh, Eastern time right now. So it's yeah, it's a little bit more, you know, more exotic, I guess you could call, you, you could say. I mean, it's not as uh, standard in terms of its time displacement. And uh, so that always means that you have to watch it on TV. And here I am living in the city that's hosting it, and I can't go see it because of because of the virus. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe the virus will end before the closing ceremonies or before the Olympic, before the, the men's gold medal hockey game. And then that way the uh, we can go, go see it in person. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it was a productive day anyway, despite the pain in my back. I uh, got some reading done, did some Chinese and uh, watch some of the the Olympics. Now, the Olympic, the the opening ceremony isn't until tomorrow evening at 8 p.m., but uh, the curling is on, and what else started today? Moguls. So some of the downhill skiing uh, events, alpine, whatever it is, uh, they've started uh, a little bit as well. So kind of neat to see. Uh, It's kind of cool, you know, seeing Beijing 2022. Uh, But, yeah, a little bit disappointed not able to see this uh, in person, given that it was sort of a, a mark I gave myself, a target I gave myself to stay in the city for this long, uh, as well as for my Chinese day to be getting through the HSK 5 level by the time the Olympics came around. Now, I'm at least succeeding in one of those things, and I am getting through the HSK 5 books decently well enough, and my reading is coming along pretty well. I'm noticing a lot of the characters on the screen I can recognize, so I am very happy about that. All right, folks, I will uh, leave it there. Uh, as I mentioned, the website is updated. Uh, you can head on, on over there, stevensersky.com. That's where you'll find archives for my audio blog, which is this here podcast that you're listening to. December Drumming as well under the December Drumming page, and then January 2022 as well is still listed up there. If you can't find it there, you're going to have to either look into the archives or I should have a media page somewhere, a downloads page, and that will be... Uh, linked to where you can download full albums of all the things that I produced to date. As I mentioned, February is sort of my time off where I'm not pressuring myself to publish something each and every day. March will, I'm starting to think that March Motion might be a very good idea to up my Apple Motion skills game. So I do want to do that. And I also want to finish reading these books before uh, work gets crazy again. So that gives me a couple weeks anyway. So... All right, folks, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Enjoying the Spring Festival if uh, you're celebrating it if, and taking some time off. Enjoying the nice weather you've had so far. And if you're not at, a, at all in a place that is marking the Lunar New Year, I hope your work week is going very well. Thanks for listening. Again, show notes and tracks show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensersky.com. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.